Hi, it's Kylie Mojadidi, your host of Kylie Says. If you've landed here, then you might be someone like me, a busy mom of two kids working in the corporate world, used to the hustle culture that comes along with your day-to-day. But you might also be spiritually curious and into things like human design, yoga, meditation, past lives, manifestation, and more. But maybe like me, you don't really feel like you have a tribe that you can connect to and talk to openly about these topics. Because let's face it, sometimes they can be a little woo-woo. Here, I cut the bullshit and talk about my experience in my current spiritual awakening. What that looks like to do it still fully employed at a corporate job. What it looks like to be a mom of two raising a family in the Bay Area, one of the fastest paced places in the world. And what it looks like to kind of figure out who the hell I am in my mid-30s. Come and join us. I think we'll have more fun together. What up, what up? I am so happy and energized to be back in my little recording studio in my office. I took a little bit of time off for a few weeks. I've still had episodes coming out regularly, but there were, I think, two weeks now that I didn't release an episode on Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, which is when I have consistently been putting out episodes. And usually something like that, where I wasn't sticking to the predetermined schedule or the predetermined parameters of success that I would have set for myself would have made me feel like an absolute failure no longer affects me in that way. And that's something that I'm super, super proud of because one thing that I realized when I was looking through my episodes on Spotify and looking through Apple and just kind of scrolling through was that, dang, I've released almost as many episodes as a full-term pregnancy would take me. And what I mean by that is that when you're pregnant, you count everything by the week because you have, you're counting down or counting up until you reach that 40 week where you become quote unquote full term. For me, looking at my podcast, I started putting numbers against each single episode so that I could have a better idea of how many weeks in a row I'd been successfully putting out my thoughts and my feelings and decreasing any fears that I had around being vulnerable on the internet because it can be kind of scary. You don't necessarily know who's listening, if anyone's listening, or if you're making an impact or are you going to be saying too much. But I just went ahead and I continued to put episodes out. And I think that I'm, I honestly am just super proud of my ability to continue putting out episodes week after week after week after week and showing up for myself. And that's kind of the topic that I want to cover today. One of the things that I specifically want to talk about is this idea of playing small and how playing small is really specific to having fear control your life and not really knowing how and why you should be making decisions and in which way you should be making decisions. What do they mean for you? How do you actually know how to trust yourself? What does it look like to make decisions for you? And that's one thing that I truly love about human design so much is because as I've continued to delve deeper into my human design, one thing that's really become clear for me is that specifically for me, I am a splenic projector. So what that means is that your splenic center is ultimately your intuitive center or the center that kind of is your survival fight or flight mode. But what that means is that when you have, when something happens and this, let's, let's take the survival mode example. 
if something, if you're walking down an alley and you suddenly feel uncomfortable, that's your fight or flight system kicking in, telling you this could potentially be danger. Do something to protect yourself. Your adrenaline will start running and you'll start, you'll start, you will have this heightened sense of knowing. And that is what my human design chart has told me about myself is that my, the best format for me to make decisions comes from that splenic intuition. So you can think about it as fight or flight, or you can also think about it as more of a yes or a no, except in human design, if you are a splenic authority, then you don't necessarily get a yes, like you might if you're a sacral authority. So projectors by nature cannot, or do not rather, have their sacral center defined. So they are incapable of having that solid yes show up for them, but they do get a clear no if their intuition immediately tells them that. And so that's one thing that I've been trying to really focus on for myself is focusing on this intuitive yes slash intuitive no. So it can be anything like, do I want to stay up later tonight? Do I want to go and do something for myself? Do I want to eat this? Do I want to put my phone down and show up for my kids more? So and also just when I'm in the moment or if I'm on a call with a client, for instance, and something comes over me where I feel like I need to chime in on something, that's where I've been trying to also be more mindful. Another way that I feel like I've really been trying to focus and hone in on what my human design body graph and just what my human design chart tells me in particular is a, this theme of invitations, but also the gates and the channels that are lit up in my body graph and I have the 4426 channel and that's the only one that I actually have that's fully lit up so I have a lot of hanging gates and if you don't understand human design I can actually go and do another more in-depth human design podcast but for now I'm just going to assume that you know what I'm talking about but for just a super quick like 30,000 foot view your human design body graph ultimately has it looks there are nine different shapes, triangles, hexagrams, etc. And they're either colored in, which is defined, or they are clear, and that is undefined. There are also lines that connect from the top down to the bottom. And if you have a line that goes from one of those nine shapes all the way to another one, that becomes a channel. If you have a line that goes partway to another shape, that called that is called a gate or a hanging gate because the other side of that channel is ultimately open. So that's why for me, I have the 4426. And this is around the super salesperson. So I am also a 6'2 projector and a 6'2 projector is the natural or talented role model. I think I've talked about this in a few other podcast episodes in the past, but the six is the natural and the two is the hermit. So anyone that has a two in their human design profile will have this need to want to hide away at times or this fear of being seen. And uncovering that in myself was something that was so eye-opening because it's it really shows up for me when I get super passionate about wanting to do something or wanting to post more on social media or wanting to share more of my opinion about human design or about coaching or about this journey that I've gone on and trying to kind of better myself and go through this phase of with my spirituality and 
uncovering these new tools like meditation, Akashic records, Reiki, tarot cards, oracle cards, and all of these things that I don't necessarily feel like I have the authority to be talking about because no one has asked me to, which is also part of my human design. But one thing that the two unveiled for me in my human design chart is that there will be times where I will be afraid of being seen and I will want to kind of, that too can appear as deep insecurities. It can appear as not feeling heard, not feeling like you belong, not really knowing where and how you fit into things. And then the other side of the coin is this six that's showing, it indicates that you're just a natural. You can talk to people, you can go into any situation and kind of be a chameleon. Other people view how you operate in awe in certain instances because you just seem to have this natural capability to do certain things really well. And in fact, a lot of times, especially when people have a six in their profile, other people can actually look at you and say, wow, she or they are so skilled in this particular area. It may be something that you have some familiarity with, but it also could be something that you have very little awareness of because for you, it does come so naturally that you don't necessarily or automatically view it as a skill that you possess. You might just view it as something that you do or something that is within you, or you may have never thought about it at all. So for me, it could be something like public speaking. I've always enjoyed speaking to other people, and I guess the spotlight is one way to put it, but I have had no problem giving presentations. I feel like I really thrive in that environment. I can really turn it on in a way that comes completely naturally to me. It doesn't scare me to give presentations. It doesn't scare me to talk in front of other people. And that's a skill that I've only continued to learn how to best utilize to my benefit in my current career. And then just in life itself, in situations at networking events, when I go on a work trip with my husband and I'm engaging with some of the other senior leaders at his company, etc. So those that aspect of human design has been incredibly eye-opening for me. And one thing that it's helped me to establish is how heavily I lived and continue to live in certain instances from a place of fear, where I was scared to show up, where I was scared to basically fail. And it caused me to just play totally small. So whether that would be hiding away my true gifts with my intuition and just pushing them to the side or whether that would be drinking so that I could kind of hide away from the feelings that I was too afraid of actually looking at and addressing and trying to solve for or it could be something like when I was younger and I would binge eat because I was afraid of my feelings and I was afraid of having to sit with something that made me uncomfortable. So I turned to something that gave me more comfort, even though I would end up feeling totally shitty and like an absolute fuck up afterwards for not just listening more to what my body and what my mind needed. I have definitely not perfected this yet in terms of how I actually feel into my feelings, but I have gotten so much better. And I've also just learned so many more coping mechanisms for when something comes up that does make me uncomfortable or putting myself in certain scenarios where I would in the past be so severely uncomfortable with, let's say my body or having to choose an outfit. Yes, that still comes up for me all the time, but it does not affect me in nearly the same way as it used to even one year ago because I've been able to kind of develop this sense of 
I will not show up for myself in the best way that I possibly can or the best way that I absolutely deserve to be showing up to the world if I'm operating from a place of fear. I should not be fearful of putting on an outfit. I may not like that some of my outfits don't fit me in the same way or that they don't look as good as I think that they should look or that I haven't done all of the work that I should be doing to enable myself to feel better in my clothes, but I damn well will still show up for myself and find something that makes me feel good and start getting rid of the things that don't. And also, even things as simple as trying to organize the house, those are things that... I get into this place where if something is so messy or out of order, it becomes incredibly overwhelming for me to actually start the cleaning process because I feel so overwhelmed that I actually genuinely do not know where to even start and how I'm going to tackle something, a project that is so big. And so I've tried to start incorporating things that I know will help me feel better in the morning, like doing small pieces of housework at certain times so that when I wake up in the morning, I don't necessarily come downstairs and feel like the entire house is so crazy. So all of this is to say that it is incredibly important to understand that living from a place of fear will never allow you to actually lead a happy life. And there is a reason why we are all here. There is a reason why we have all chosen to be on earth at this time. We are going through this alchemization of our spirituality and our humanity. And we are, whether we're aware of it or not, there is a reason why all of us wanted to come at this critical time period. And in order for you to show up for yourself in the best way possible, you need to start being more aware and stop operating out of fear and stop operating out of places that make you play small. And I think the biggest area that people play small in is understanding their own abilities. This doesn't have to be spiritual. It could literally be anything in the hell, whatever the fuck you want it to be. But for me in particular, I think that comes around my ability to tap into my intuition, my ability to help other people. And now that I've dug into it, my ability to utilize human design to hopefully help other people and parents better understand who they're supposed to show up as and stop some of the conditioning that they've been trained to believe and really learn how to show up as themselves. And one thing that a perfect example of this in a way, and I think, you know, this is just a, another example that I'm actually really proud of about myself is recently, and I think it was when I was in Hawaii, I was just getting this urge that I wanted to go for a run. I have not gone on a run in, I don't even know how freaking long. But being in Hawaii and being outside and being in nature just made me realize how much I absolutely love being in nature and how I love just the sunlight. I love the breeze. I love feeling like you can actually just be outside doing something and it can feel like meditation without having to sit there and put your mind through the the feeling of and the the mental prowess of being able to say, okay, let's get still, let's tune in, X, Y, Z. And the ability to just be in nature and sit there and just look around and say, wow, this is so beautiful. Nothing in nature thinks about what it does. It just does it. And that the evolution of how we all have come from just nature literally blew my mind the last time I was in Hawaii, just about a, a month ago. And when I was there, I just started feeling like I really want to go on a run. I haven't gone on a run in a long time and I feel like it would really hurt and it would be really uncomfortable. So when I got back, 
I told myself, I'm going to train as if I'm training for some, like I'm training as an athlete. I'm training to go, I'm honestly just training to go on a run. So I started jogging. I was getting terrible shin splints. I kept up at it. I went and I bought myself new running shoes. I bought myself new insoles. I bought myself these straps to go around my shins so that I wouldn't experience as much pain. I started utilizing the Peloton app, um, specifically the outdoor function where I could actually listen to trainers as I was outside running and they would guide me through a 20 or 30 minute workout and tell me when I could walk or when I could jog and when I should be running. Tell me what my, um, my, pers- my rate of persistent energy or perceived energy, <laughs> I don't know my RPE, what it should be. And I like to be guided through those sorts of things because I feel like it'll actually help push me more than if I were to just start on my own and then try to run too long and then get really burnt out. So when I'm actually able to use or have a trainer with me and there's music and there's encouragement, it helps me so much. And I just reached um, over 10 runs, which I know does not seem very long, but within a month and my busy schedule and doing other workouts in between, I'm just so proud of myself that I was actually able to accomplish 10 runs. And I literally have just kind of adopted this mindset of I am a runner. You know, my running may not be at 8.0, but I am getting outside and I am running. I am seeing people that are also running and we're smiling at each other. We're waving at each other. We're acknowledging, oh, you're outside. I'm outside. And it's something that just feels so special to me. Just the ability to actually get up and get outside. And that's something where I feel like I could have just said, oh, I want to run, but I'm not a runner. That's not something I do. I don't even know how to run anymore. My body would not know how to run anymore. There's too much going on now. Like I have too much body to actually want to run. But instead, I just adopted the mindset that, no, I'm a runner now. I'm going to start running again. I really want this to be something that I do. I want this to be something that I am. I want this to be something that I become. And so I made that happen for myself. And now I genuinely look forward to the feeling that I get when I'm actually outside and the feeling that I get when I'm pushing myself through a run. And today I decided to go for a run when the kids were asleep and when they were napping and my husband was working. And I actually noticed after not running for about six days that my stamina was so much better than it was the week prior. And that one of the best gifts I've been able to give myself is the is to not operate out of this fear mindset that I'm not a runner. And to just accept that if I want to run, I can make myself run. My body can do incredible things. My body can do absolutely amazing things. It can overcome so much. And there has been so much that I have put my body through. But the ability for me to just continue and carry on and focus on what I want to do that's going to make me proud of myself and not live out of fear is one of the best gifts that I can possibly ever give myself. And that is what I think we need to be doing more of. And if we even just start thinking about some of the things that we tell our kids or that we tell other people about their ability to do what they want that makes them happy and to just not care, it is so much more easier said than done. For instance, if your child came to you saying that they wanted to learn a sport, you would help them overcome any of the struggles that they had with that sport so that they could 
realize their full potential. But when it comes to us enabling ourselves to actually do something similar, we again go back to that fear-based response. This reminds me of so many moments for me in high school. For instance, I made my parents buy me a lacrosse stick and all of this lacrosse gear because I wanted to try out for lacrosse in high school. The day that tryouts came, I had brought all of my gear in my car and I was too afraid to try and not be good and make a fool of myself, so I never tried. So I sat there after school and just didn't try out. And then when I went home and my parents asked me how it was, I had to tell them that I didn't actually make any effort and I could tell that they were super disappointed in me and maybe not disappointed in me that I didn't that I didn't actually go through with it, but more disappointed that I was so gung-ho about it. And then when the moment came for me to actually try something new, I chose to completely disregard my desire because I was too afraid of not being the best one out there. And that was pretty much how I lived throughout my whole life. If there was something that I was trying, especially for the first time, and I didn't think that I was going to be the best at it, I would simply not try. And I think that As we grow and learn and we start experiencing this opportunity where we realize that we have the potential to shift and change our own narrative to show up as a better version of ourselves, we again fall back to this fear-based response because we're scared to actually go out and make any, we're scared to go out and take any effort, but also We're more scared of how others might interpret it. And also, I think on the flip side of this, when you do start going through a personal transformation, like where I'm at today, I'm going through a total transformation, just not necessarily who I am, but how I show up for the world. I think that it makes other people fearful. It makes other people afraid that you're actually putting directly in their face the fact that you have chosen to rewrite your own narrative, the fact that you have chosen to understand your strength and your potential. And it almost makes others fearful of you because they're still stuck in those same narratives that have served them, I mean, well, because it's protected them from actually having to take any external risks. But once you start going through this phase, you might find that certain people no longer actually want to be around you because your greatness continues to make them recognize their smallness and it's uncomfortable for them. And it might be uncomfortable for you because you might have some sort of, this might be you right now where you're going through some sort of a transformation. You're writing the book. You're doing the thing. You're on the fitness journey. You're going through the motherhood journey. And maybe someone that you love or one of your best friends is not on that same path. And it might be a little eye-opening for you to realize that the support that you thought that you might be getting is not coming from the people whom you thought you would be getting it from. So for instance, the fact that I'm going through my whole journey right now and I'm putting more content out there around human design, which as you know, if you've listened to this podcast at all, I love. One of my friends that I haven't actually seen in real life in years reached out to me on Instagram and asked if I'm doing human design readings. And I said, yes. And she asked me if she could have one ultimately. And it was such an eye-opening experience for me because If you've listened to this podcast and you know that I'm a projector, you know that I have to wait for those invitations. And I hadn't even put the ask out there yet, but she made the invitation. 
And it was so wonderful for me to be able to actually just respond to that invitation with a yes. It was definitely not a no. So that kind of was the first time where I felt like, okay, this is not necessarily someone that I thought that this is someone I went to high school with was really good friends with my whole life. But again, our lives have gone in completely separate directions, but we still keep in touch. She's also a mom, a new mommy. And so being able to actually think to myself, wow, I could potentially help another mom do exactly what I'm hoping that I can help myself do as a mother and just as a person who's looking for some personal growth opportunities through something like human design that gives you some incredibly tactical tips and exposure to who you truly are. Like what better gift is that? So I think it's it's important to keep in mind that you don't have to do every single thing at once, but it's important to just not continue to play small. If there's something that you continuously think about or you dream about or you wish that you could happen and you're drawn to other Instagram accounts or other people that are doing similar things and you feel like, oh, I wish I could take that risk, what's holding you back? I would bet money and I do not bet that it's fear. It's fear of, will I be able to accomplish it? Will I be able to accomplish it in the same way? And comparison truly being the thief of joy in this sense is that you'll compare your success or your ability to do something based on someone else's ability to have already or who has already done it. And we need to stop making those comparisons. And this is so much easier said than done because I do it all the time, especially in mommy to mommy sense. Oh, they seem to be doing this so much better than me. They've got it all together. Oh my gosh. I wish I had it as together as them, but it's important to keep in mind that the only person you should ever be in competition with is yourself. And the only reason that you should ever be in competition with yourself is not to out not to outdo or outsmart or feel better than someone else, but it's more for that personal, that vindication and that recognition of, oh my gosh, I made this happen. I've had a few moments recently where I've just been so happy in my life and so happy with the life that I've created that when I've gone to lay down to go to bed at night, I'm just overwhelmed with this sense of gratitude and appreciation and that is something I never thought that I would feel in this current realm, I guess, of my life. I'm overweight. There are things I need to do. I need to clean things in the house. But when I think about all of those things, those are things that are so minor. I can change any of those things if I just remain consistent, dedicated, and make a plan. But the quality of my life and the people in my life that light me up because I, I am lit up by the people around me and by the auras that I come into contact with that I can exchange energetic blueprints with essentially, that is what truly lights me up. And being able to just be so happy in the current realm that I'm in is something that is truly a gift. So I would recommend that if you feel like you are operating from fear, that you ask yourself these few questions. First, what are you afraid of? I know that that seems super simple and it's not like, oh, I'm scared of spiders. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, big league wise, what scares you about going after one of your dreams? 
I'm even thinking about this for myself right now. Like one of my goals is to actually sing in front of people. And the reason that I've always been scared of this is because it all goes back to the same thing of, I want to be good enough. So the only thing that I can imagine is that in some sort of past life, I must have been ridiculed or something must have happened in my past life where I had some sort of a gift that I did show to the world at some point in time. And then I continued to hide it away out of negative feedback or I was shunned or something happened to me that was negative that didn't allow my gift to fully flourish or blossom. So now I'm afraid I have a fear-based response just innately in my soul to express myself in certain ways. So think about it. What are you afraid of? What is the worst that could happen? If you were to put yourself out there and it didn't go the exact way that you wanted, or you were to try something that you were so passionate about, but it didn't really work. What's the worst thing that can happen? Now I want to be mindful that for certain things, you have to obviously be, be mindful of them. Like if you want to spend a ton of money on something, that's something you really need to think about, talk with your partner about, etc. But when it comes to your own personal goals, you can literally take life by the fucking horns and you can adjust and rewrite the way that your, that your own narrative is being written in history right now. The way that you are showing up for yourself, for your family, you can rewrite any of that. And I encourage you to do so. So if any of this has resonated with you, ask yourself some of these questions And then the next best step is to make a plan, make small, tangible goals that you can reach within one day, one week. So whether it's working out more each day, wake up 30 minutes earlier so that you can incorporate some sort of fitness routine into your day, track your steps and try to reach 1000 more steps a day for a week of 5,000 more steps a week, or I'm, and that's work week wise or 7,000 more steps a week than you did the the last week. Over the summer, a few years ago, I was every single week, I was making a new goal for myself. So I would say my goal is to go 50 miles, whether that's on the bike, on a walk or on a stroller ride, whatever that might be. Then another week I had, I'm going to do yoga every single day this week. And I did that for, I think three months and I was feeling so incredible. So Once you actually take those small steps and realize that you can incorporate some of those things into your routine, it makes such a huge difference. So here is your Tuesday motivation after a three-day holiday weekend to actually ask yourself what it might look like if you were to show up for yourself fully and embrace the mindset of greatness and eliminate the mindset of fear. What does that look like? I can't wait to hear. If you've made it to the end of this podcast, you are a real G. I thank you so much for listening. And I also have a favor to ask you. If you've enjoyed any of these episodes of Kylie Says, I would be so incredibly appreciative if you were to like, subscribe, and or leave a comment and rate the show. It helps so drastically to get my show more visibility and to help others explore and find this content that might be exactly what they need. So if you made it all the way to the end and you would like to take just another few minutes to be able to help me out, if you appreciate the content that I share, it would mean so, so much to me. 
Thank you so much. Can't wait to see you next time.